rest. Okay. Uh, the blanket so it's all the way around. Hugging you tight. Because the seat, the seat is cold. Gotcha. It's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. It's cold. I'm not, I don't want to go. It's cold. It's, really, it's not even that cold here. It's cold. Like, compared to Wisconsin and well, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing a, <laughs> All the a tank top. That's why it's cold. I mean, that's your own fault. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, I'm cold. Anyway, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Hysterical History. I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And we're going to talk today about assassination attempts. Ooh. And if you like assassination attempts, mm-hmm. if it's you, your favorite thing, you should subscribe and comment on iTunes. Yeah. Or wherever I casts or sold. What? Podcasts. Doesn't make any sense. I podcast. Okay. But today we're going to talk about, I feel like, probably the person who's had the most assassination attempts against them, if you believe the numbers that this, that people give, um, which is Fidel Castro. I think, well, you know my theory, which is that it's been a very low number of assassination attempts mm. per clone. Sure, yes. And then they just bring out the new one. And they bring out the new one. Right. And now Fidel Castro is actually dead. They ran out. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Of aging clones. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now he's actually properly dead. But before that, um, people didn't like him a lot. Who's Fidel Castro? Uh, he was a revolutionary and leader of... Cuba forever. Ever? How many clones? 50 million. Um, he has been an American problem since before JFK. Uh, a whole whole wheat American problem. <laughs> yep, since before JFK. So if that gives you any idea of how long it's been, it's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. He, um, and it really, he's way more successful than JFK. Yeah, because we didn't have clones. We weren't prepared. Well, it's because the government killed JFK. We can talk about that another time. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean the Kennedys didn't we have can. the resources to make clones. Yeah, they just didn't plan for it properly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They thought that they were so cool that no one would ever kill them. Big mistake. That's always the mistake. And you're, n- you're never cool enough to not be murdered. And they made it twice. Yeah. Poor Bobby. I know. How stupid. <laughs> you think after the first one, you'd be like, okay, time to clone the rest of you. Are we bad Americans? <laughs> no. We're Hi, CIA. So. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> in 1975, there was an investigation by the U.S. Senate called the Church Committee, which confuses me greatly. <sighs> was it a... I mean, intentionally supposed to be, like, a code word? I assume so. It has nothing to do with religion. Project Black Hawk. Church committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and they Take me to found, church. They, they were supposed to investigate um, assassination attempts by the CIA on Fidel Castro. Specifically. Yes. I like that they had a whole section just for... Just for that department, well, and not only just that, that man. <laughs> not only that, but uh, between Castro's rise to power in 1959 and ni- or till 1965, so they also have a, a window. <laughs> before 59, it was this fine. Time. Yeah, that was Fidel well before season. before 59. He wasn't in power, so it's like nobody was trying to kill him. Sure, nobody people didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, busting the doors and taking charge, and we're like, wait a minute. You think there was one, That's like, okay. really on top of it data miner at the CIA in 58 who was like, I, you know what? I bet. I thought, this I, Castro guy seems like he's the business. And then later he's like, I tried to kill Castro before. It was cool. <laughs> the data miner tried to kill him? No wonder it didn't work. Yep. He, like, tripped on the way there. It's like, oh. But they found that the CIA tried to kill the Cuban leader at least eight times. The, sorry, what? The CIA. The the what leader? 
The church committee found that the CIA tried to kill the Cuban leader. Cuban. I thought you said human leader. Cuban. Like, that seems like a strange... I mean, it would be the first one. (laughs) It's true. Uh, They tried to kill him at least eight times, they say. Which, I want to just start by saying, this is not allowed. Um, (laughs) That's not generally legal. It's not legal at all. Mm. Um, It's very heavily frowned upon for governments who... Uh, or, like, government entities of a country with which you're not at war mm-hmm. to try to assassinate their leader. Yeah, that's just because you don't like them. That's the key thing, is at war with. Yes, right, because, like, when we're hunting, like, Osama bin Laden, mm-hmm. we're at war right. with the country. And same with, like, Saddam Hussein. Murder, we're at war with them. Murder is okay as long as you're... At the time. You call it something special. You you have to declare it. Mm-hmm. You have you to know, un- it's like fencing. Like dating. You have to okay. announce your intentions. That, that's not true. Most people don't do that in dating. They used in to be fencing, able to when there was gentlemanly. Dips. Listen to my my comparison. Better. No, mine is literally <laughs> accurate. In fencing, if you don't announce your intent to hit someone, you don't get a point. You have to extend and say, "I'm going to hit you" before you get a point. That's why we got a point for Osama. Because we extended. We extend. Hey. We extended. I'm going to get you. We announced, and then we did. Um, but Fidel Castro, no. No point. We're trying to do it <laughs> sneaky, sneaky, and that's not... Nope. Love, love. You're not allowed to do it. So anyway, um, they said eight times. They're, they're conceding eight between these two uh, dates. But if you talk to Fabian Escalante, who is the head of Cuba's Secret Service... Um, so, you know, take both of these with a grain of salt as the opposing forces of who's saying mm-hmm. who did what. Um, he estimates that there has been um, 638 attempts on Castro's life. I mean, they had spares. Uh, well, he says they defeated all of them. Uh, I mean, they're the best. I mean, he would have to. He's lying. They can't um, admit. And not only does he have a full number, like a whole very large number for how many times he might have been assassinated, um, but he has it broken down by who is the president at the time. Oh, cool. So he says that the Eisenhower administration tried to kill him 38 times. Mm -hmm. Kennedy's administration, 42 times. Johnson's administration, 72 times. Nixon's administration, 184 times. Sure. Carter's administration, 64 times. Mm. Reagan's administration, 197 times. Sounds right. Bush Sr., 16 times. Clinton, 21. Sure. And then we apparently stopped. George W. Bush. We we turned our feelings elsewhere. We had a new target. Yeah. We moved over to the Middle East. We gave up on old Castro, whatever. Approximately a few months later. (laughs) Yeah. We have other fish to fry. Goodbye. So anyway... These attempts range, and clearly, like, that seems like a very high number. I don't, it's weird to me that he has it broken down by his president. And, um, I'm glad he did, though. I think it's interesting. That's more illuminating than just, like, this many times. Yeah, I Or agree. per year. Right, yeah. He had a list, yeah. and, like, they show him on the documentary I watched counting. And they're, <laughs> like, doing math, and he's like, the math isn't working. It's so That's <laughs> really, I'm telling you, it's the data miners. <laughs> well, neither of these guys were data miners, clearly, because. He was just keeping <laughs> records. He was really bad at, like, communicating. He was, like, it. counting out on his fingers. No, literally, he's like, one, Ring. two, three, four, oh five, my gosh. six, down his page. And I'm like, dude, just, like, know how many columns there are That's why and how many pages. Just get an intern. What's wrong with you? Cuba. Okay. Um, so <laughs> one word answer. Okay. Some of these are like, oh, that could have worked. And most of them are like, what are we doing? Like attaching bombs to cats and stuff like that. <laughs> kind of. So, at the beginning, the CIA says they weren't trying to kill Castro, because that's not okay. Um, they were trying to, um, like, dismantle his credibility was their goal. Mm. So, early on, uh, the first one that I know about is in 1960, um, they planned to put thallium salts in his shoes. Okay. Um, thallium salts, uh, they make your hair fall out. Okay. So they were going to put him in his shoes, and then he was going to be completely bald. And <laughs> says, the quote that I have says, unrecognizable, which I'm like, what? It's not just his hair that makes him recognizable. And powerless when he arrived in New York to speak at the United Nations. That was your plan? That was your whole plan? 
put the salts in his shoes and then you take away his power. He's like Samson. His yeah. power is his hair. Yeah. And if you take it away, he'll be so embarrassed. So embarrassing that he, he doesn't have any power when he speaks at the UN. What? Ha. What? It didn't work. <laughs> like, I don't know if they never got the salt in his shoes. Because they did a test run on somebody, I guess, and oh, it did no. work. <laughs> like a volunteer. Yeah, they ha- they tested so it. They no. knew that it was going to work, but then for whatever reason it didn't. Maybe happen. that guy just wasn't getting his vitamins. Do we Maybe. know what's the thallium salts? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it, that's supposed to be what it does. How? It says it's a, salts are a powerful uh, depilatory depilatory? Depilatory? I don't know. I don't know how to say words. And so uh, yeah, it's supposed to make all your hair fall out. Hmm. So apparently it did work, but not on Castro. Whoops. Someone's like, oh, these are nice shoes. Oh. I'll take these. And then all the hair falls out. Mm-hmm. Ah! You can tell, like, his... Uh, <laughs> these shoes are cursed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> throw them out. Give them to the peasants. <laughs> yeah. They won't have any hair. It's uh, embarrassing. So who, who decided to start these? No like, idea. Did it originally come from a president secretly? Do we think they were coming from presidents? Or was it just the CIA acting alone? Autonomously. Um, I think the assumption is that it is presidents encouraging mm-hmm. the CIA to help them with the problem. Yeah. But I get the feeling that it's the idea is supposed to be the presidents telling the CIA, deal with this guy mm-hmm. in the most vague of terms. Like saying <laughs> literally, deal with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then the CIA is coming up with plans how to do it. So, take can imagine that PowerPoint. First, salts in the shoes. <laughs> and then they click the button. What's the next idea? Man in the shoes. <laughs> Step two. Step three. Hair all fall out. Step four. Embarrassment. Embar- in the embarrassment. No one will be able to take him seriously. Step five. He kills himself. <laughs> Problem takes care of self. Done. Presidents. Brilliant. Friends like, man, you guys are great. Who is that? Eisenhower, first one? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Eisenhower's the first one. Um, which, it's funny, though, because there's a, there's a different time when they talk about doing something about his beard um, that might be related, but I don't remember. And there was a clip in the documentary I watched about him talking about how his beard is a symbol of power right. and for the revolution, which yeah. it was. It's a good beard. Um, it was a, a good beard. It's a good beard. And, um, like, the... the people, because he heard about this, right? And they, they were like, why do you think they were doing that? And he's like, oh, you know, because my beard's cool, and like, it, it yeah. is a symbol of our revolution, right. and like, they probably thought that that would, you know, make me embarrassed, and that like, people wouldn't, like, I don't know, follow me anymore. Yeah. Because it is a big part of it, and I was just like, I love that he's like, yes, my beard is powerful. They were right. right. <laughs> he's like, have you met me? Have you seen my, have you met my beard? I'm hot. It's powerful. I'm super hot. So do you know, Haley, what's one of Fidel Castro's favorite pastimes? Or uh, was before he died? Bocce ball? No. I mean, maybe, but that's not the one I'm looking for. I like that you conceded the possibility. <laughs> it's possible. Possible. Um, murdering people? Uh, that one's definitely true. Uh, well, having other people murder Something people Something to do him. with pigs? Uh, not that I know uh, of. Russians. No. <laughs> not that I know of. Um, no, he loves scuba diving. Sure. Which is a big mistake. I like saying the word scuba. 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 So, they were like, here's how we do it. We give him a poison wetsuit. No, what's wrong with you? (laughs) At first I was like, brilliant, poison his air. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're like, don't give him oxygen, right? right? Like, give him something else that, like, mm-hmm. makes him fall asleep. Give him nitrogen or yeah. something. Or just make him fall asleep and he'll drown. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're going to poison his wetsuit. His wetsuit? We're going to give him, gift him a, wef- a wetsuit that's poisonous. Because, you know, leaders definitely always accept gifts without thinking there might be a trap. What is wrong? Every time. What is wrong? Now I know why it's secret. They, If they go wrong, it's the most embarrassing thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it says, upon donning said suit, a toxic powder would poison the president. <laughs> they powdered um, They powdered a suit. They went as far as dusting a suit with mold spores and infecting a regulator with tuberculosis. I mean, that's a little bit better, but it's like, it's so light. Yeah. We, we have a, a TB treatment. Do you know why the plan failed? I can't even begin <laughs> 
There's so many points. Do you points. know what step the plane fell at? Uh, which step? Yes. Immediately? No. No? Uh, the plan failed because the man who was to deliver the wetsuit, so they had it ready to go and given to the dude, he reportedly had already given him a different uncontaminated suit earlier. Uh-huh. And then when, so he had a new one to give him, he's like, I already got one from you. Thanks, bro. Don't need it. And he was like, darn. Fooled. Foiled. <laughs> Foiled again. <laughs> so when that doesn't work... They're like, but we still know he loves scuba diving. And we also know he loves seashells. We can so train a shark to deliver him seashells laced with acid <laughs> shooting lasers. No, Haley, that's way too complicated. <laughs> Why would they ever do that? That's much farther no, down. Haley. That's like in the Bill Clinton administration. <laughs> yeah, the 21 attempts that. Um, no, Haley, they're going to put TNT in a seashell. And they're going to paint it so brightly colored that he has to pick it up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they're literally the coyote. Yeah. I cannot believe mm-hmm. them. Um, and they needed to find a shell that was big enough to fit TNT in it. Um, I mean, at this point... And, uh, did, did they bought some books about like shells that are around they, that they area. They bought some books <laughs> yeah. on seashells? Yeah. To study. Or, oh, my God. But they couldn't find any that were big enough. Oh, my God. So, um... I mean, at that point, it's like, switch work. your methods. Put, like, ricin or anthrax in the shell. Sure. Send it to them in a box. Ah, uh, but they don't trust the boxes. The problem is they mm-hmm. have to do it in a, because, he, because he does have these Secret Service people for mm-hmm. himself who are investigating, like, everything he gets, right? So they keep trying to do it in a sneaky way. Except the wetsuits. Uh, well, I'm sure they investigated the first one, mm-hmm. but then the guy had already given him one. So when he goes to give him a second one, it's like, but I already did one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is weird because I was like, why did he give him one? Like, mm-hmm. he just chickened out is what it sounds like. So he's like, I did give him a wetsuit. It just wasn't the poison one. <laughs> Haha! Like, best case scenario, that means they'd be just littering, littering, littering mm-hmm. clamshells full of dynamite all over the Cuban coast. I think it was just gonna be one. Because they said they were gonna paint it really bright colors, so he'd want it. A little clown shell? Yeah. So he'd be like, oh, I have to have that one. Look how pretty it oh, whoa. is. Whoa. That's the most beautiful shell I've ever seen. A disco clam lived in that one. I love, like, that they really are, like, trying to go for his, like, sensibilities, though. I, yeah. It's not like, you know, some of these are, like, pretty obvious. It's like, oh, cigar. Like, they try to do something with cigars, and it's like, well, duh, because he's Cuban. But, like, this was very specifically, like, <laughs> what does Fidel Castro like to do? It's scuba diving, you know, and he loves seashells. It's personalized. Yeah. They were going to kill him in a loving way. It's so cute. Um, Tailored. Okay, so they're going to put the bomb in the shell, put it on the seafloor, and then trigger a fatal explosion when he swam close to get it. Oh they're going to go, boom. Uh, but they, is it, this one says it was aborted because it was impractical. And really? I'm like, was, was it? Um, but really? they did contaminate a wetsuit with uh, tuberculosis bacilli because um, they wanted him to get a deadly skin disease. And apparently it's his lawyer who was supposed to give it to him. The suit. Oh. But he backed out. I mean, infiltrating as far as his personal lawyer is way more impressive than right. wetsuit TV. Um, and so in 1963, an undercover CIA agent was given a pen syringe okay. in Paris um, that he was supposed to poison the president with. Um, I mean, that's like classic spy stuff. Right. I'll accept it. Um Rolando Cubella was told to use Blackleaf 40 poison. They have a very specific poison they're going for. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was arrested and imprisoned for the plot, and it was later reported, although unconfirmed, that Castro had sent him books to read while he was in prison. (laughs) Here you go, friend. Hey. Castro seems to have a great sense of humor about all of this. In in one part of the interview, they ask him if he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Um... And he, like, jokingly says that everyone always asks him that, and he unbuttons his shirt and then Ooh, opens it how nice. to show his skin underneath and goes, Sexy. nope, just me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Obviously, Castro's, like, not a good dude, but he is very likable. Uh, like most, you know, dictators, like, they have to be likable at some point, uh, generally. Yeah. 
Yeah. They got it, you know, like, when you listen to, like, Hitler give a speech, you're like, I get it. Charismatic. Yeah. And he's he's very charismatic. Oh, God. God. What's oh, happening to you? picturing Hitler taking his shirt off. I mean, don't picture that. It's terrible. Oh, it's go back, in there now. Go back to Castro and his oh, beard. Senor. And unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> it's just me. He's so playful. Um, Little old me under here. According to Escalante, there was also a plot in 1963, same year, where they were going to poison Fidel Castro's milkshake. They attempted to put a poison pill in there. Yeah. Uh, they don't say what specific poison it was, I don't think. Um, poison. That's classic. It is classic. It's and the, the food. It's the milkshake. The milkshake. Some of them say it was ice cream. Some of them say it's milkshake. It's the same. It's cold. It's the same constituents. Yeah. Cold dairy that's Either sweetened. way. It doesn't matter. Yes. At what, uh, and they were doing it at the... Um, or it says they gave poison pills and thousands of dollars to one of the CIA's most prominent Cubans. <laughs> they've they've selected some. Yeah, uh, Tony Verona. Tony Verona. Ooh, uh-huh. that sounds like a like a sexy and sim name. <laughs> he managed to hand off the vial of poison to the restaurant worker in Havana, who was to slip it into his ice cream cone. This one says the other one says milkshake. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you know why it didn't work? I think it did. Okay. Do you know if if you if it didn't work? Do you know why it wouldn't have worked? Um, he decided to choose another flavor. It melted, and he didn't want it anymore. <laughs> um, the server trip. They actually they Cuban, had... Cuban intelligence officers later found the vial in the ice box, frozen to the coils. Idiot. They kept the poison in the ice box, <laughs> and it got stuck in there. Yeah, oh, and they couldn't put it in the ice cream. Guess it lives there now. Whoops. And then later, Cuban intelligence is like, what is this? Um, Americans are so nothing. weird at everything. Yeah. So. I love they just left it. They're like, well, eh, we tried. Eh. Good, <laughs> good attempt. We have other chances. We have other things to do. <laughs> uh, next plan was intended to disorient and embarrass Castro by making uh, him go on a bad LSD trip because they're going to slip him some. While he's on a radio broadcast. Man, I want the so CIA to try to poison me. That'd be amazing. And at this point, they got a lot of LSD. They have they're grabbing it left and right, and they're like, why don't we just use some of Castro? Is that what the drug war was partially about? Could have been. We need more drugs. For Castro. For Castro. <laughs> so the pellets were going to shoot at him. Right. Um, <laughs> Can you bet? But they weren't going to shoot at him. They were lacing a cigar with oh some LSD. The CIA is so... he's going to smoke some LSD. It's so nice in some ways. Um, That's a really nice gift. Yeah. And they were going to put it in the studio also. The, the studio? The ra- he's doing a radio show. Okay. So they were going to put it in the studio and in a cigar for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and they thought he would like do really weird things because of that, because he's like suddenly seeing stuff and has no idea why, you know? Um, this is why you're not supposed to slip people drugs, because they go on bad trips and like can have PTSD because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're hoping that he'll like freak out, and everybody will be like, what is wrong with him? Mm-hmm. And then uh, it will discredit him to the rest of the world, and then like probably his people, and then hopefully some of them who are already like, maybe I don't like him, will kill him. For them. Um, some people claim to have seen footage of him, like, freaking out. Um, but apparently this plan didn't actually happen. So, that's all lies. But uh, it was an idea. I think it did happen, and they're just too embarrassed. Maybe. There was also a similar plan um, to discredit him by having an LSD aerosol sprayed near him. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. While he was making a broadcast... Uh, which would nationally humiliate him. Can, can you make LSD into an aerosol? I'm sure you can. I'm just imagining, <laughs> like, an inhaler for, like, LSD trips. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. They love poisoning his cigars, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to also poison it with um, botulinum toxin. Sure. Um, that was so potent that a person would die after putting one in his mouth. Like, he doesn't even have to, like, suck it in a whole lot. Yeah. It was just a butt ton on the end of it. Um, they really love botulism for trying to kill Castro, the CIA. They put it all over everything. Um, apparently, they also tried to put some on his handkerchiefs. Sure. So that he would wipe his face, breathe it in, die. Um, and then there's some that I got. <laughs> there's 
stuff that I got from the uh, documentary that I watched mm-hmm. that is more like discrediting at least this one than uh, it is trying to murder him. Mm-hmm. But they they said that if John Glenn got lost in space, that we were going to blame it on C- Castro in Cuba. Uh, what? For zapping him with magnetic rays in the sky. It's not real. Yeah, but it's the uh, 60s. You can say whatever you want. Nobody knows anything about space. That's the worst. He couldn't find the Earth again, so Cuba did it with magnets. Yeah. So, uh, that's why. He didn't know which way was up. But it was so funny in the documentary, it's like, but that plan didn't exceed because John Glenn was fine. And I'm like, I think it was like a backup plan. It was like, the plan is to look really cool about space, Mm -hmm. but backup plan is, if anything bad happens to him, it's not our fault, it's Castro's fault. And patriotism, because Cubans... Right, and everyone should want to murder all -hmm. all of Castro and his people. All those Cubans. Not the nice ones that keep coming to America that we don't really want here, but, like, we'll accept. But they're like, food is really good. Yeah. And they're just going to make Miami really great. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They kill it in Miami. Um, But not that feisty old man who takes his shirt off and interviews. Um... There was apparently a grenade attack planned on a baseball game he was going to. Was it the baseball? Was it the baseball? I don't think so. Oh, there dang it. There was going to be grenades. Oh, but was... apparently the Secret Service found out before they, he even got there. Dang it. And so they were like, uh, no. I was hoping they'd, Fooled like... Fooled the plot. Have him, like, hit the first ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, right. They, like, pitch it to him and just... <laughs> bam. Um... In 1962, it says the CIA considered a plan called Operation Bounty, okay. um, where they would drop leaflets over Cuba, offering financial rewards to the Cuban population for the assassination of various people. Yeah, can you imagine the purge? What? <laughs> like the United States government uh. dropping pamphlets like, "Hey, if you kill this guy, I'll give you twenty thousand dollars." You're just say twenty bucks. <laughs> no, this is a, so. They have, they have informants are anywhere from five thousand to twenty thousand dollars. Okay. Department heads are fifty seven thousand um, dollars, ninety seven thousand dollars for foreign communists operating in Cuba, mm-hmm. um, up to a million dollars for members of the Cuban government. And do you know how much they're going to give you for Castro? What two cents? What? <laughs> that- <laughs> they're trying to do a reverse psychology. What? That's not how you set up your ec- economy. It was <laughs> what? It was meant to denigrate him. It says to the eyes of the Cuban people. And that's too much, though. That's so much. It's just what two cents and like uh, two cents. You're for trying Castro. At that point, you're trying too hard, CIA. Yeah, we they didn't actually do this. Yeah, uh, obviously. But uh, we found out about this because of some documents that were um, like revealed to the public. In October, like this year, October 2017, um, for like that were related to the Kennedy assassination. Sure. Um, So we found out about some stuff and for their for their next idea and for their next idea, they they gave him energy bars saying that they didn't have any calories in them (laughs) and he would be too fat. So fat, he'll be so fat he'll get diabetes and die eventually. (laughs) He won't be able to fit into his prom dress. Idiot. We mean girl him. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, on November 4th, 1967, the Saturday Evening Post reported that during Castro's visit to the UN, a CIA agent had asked a New York City police inspector, it's very complicated, Michael J. Murphy, to get Castro to smoke an exploding cigar. So a random police inspector is supposed to give Castro a cigar and be like, smoke this. In America. Yikes. No. That's what? not going to happen. You're an idiot. Here's a um, cigar. An earlier plan was to poison his cigars, which we talked about already. Um, oh, sorry. This is actually a different one. Um, this plan was to recruit a Cuban in Castro's entourage to encourage him to smoke the cigars mm-hmm. that are poisoned. Um, their technical divisions got so far as injecting toxins into the cigars, but the poisoner was fired before the plot could unfold. Nice. Lost his stupid job. And so then it didn't work. This is my favorite one. They didn't just pick a new person. No. I mean, I guess that's fair. They only have, like, one guy in probably his, like, inner circle entourage Uh, at that time. So it's probably, like... Because it sounds like they converted someone more than they put someone there. Yeah. This is my favorite one because it's so Bondy. Mm -hmm. Bondy. It's so much like Bond. Bond. James Bond. So Castro's ex-lover, Maria Lorenz, Mm -hmm. um, 
she she says the CIA I don't think has confirmed this, but she says that she agreed to smuggle a jar of cold cream, um, concealing poison into his room for the CIA. Sure, um, she did do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says that Castro uncovered the plot though; he figured it out, and he pulled out his gun. Uh, and she, I have a quote from her that says, I thought he was going to shoot me, but he gave me the gun and asked, did you come here to kill me? He then took a puff of his cigar and closed his eyes. He made himself vulnerable because he knew I couldn't do it. Oh. He still loved me and I still loved him. Oh, there's, oh no, they're really cute. Yeah. And like a murder couple could play, <laughs> yeah. which I'm actually very attracted to. He said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me. I felt deflated. He was so sure of me. He just grabbed me. We made love. <laughs> That's so hot. I, I love know. it. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. It's great. Wow, I ship it. <laughs> well, it's good because they're it's... probably both dead. Ah, so. uh, I ship dead people. That's okay. I ship dead people all the time. So they interview the next one. They um, This is like kind of more serious stuff. I try to go from funny to like more severe, I guess. Bad direction. Um, I'm, I it's still know. funny to me. Sure. Um, so there's this guy, I didn't get his first name, named Rodriguez, and he was the um, commanding officer who, when they when they caught Che Guevara, um, who ordered his execution. Man, Che's another really hot one. Yeah. Um, good look. And so they interviewed this guy in the documentary, and he talks about, um, he's actually, when they first introduce him, he's showing off photos of him, like, many different photos of him hanging out with George Bush Sr. Mm-hmm. Just the two of them shaking hands, hanging out. It's weird, because, like, I would never want to hang out with Bush Sr. I mean, he might have been cool at this point. He's vice president right now. He's not actually president yet. Yeah, I guess. Um, he seems pretty alright. Seems They're, like, he like is, laughing, uh, having a good time. A bit more of a backbone than the rest of the clan. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, he is, like, shaking hands with him, and they asked him, like, what he talked to him about, and he said mostly Che Guevara. He was very interested (laughs) in, like... cute. (laughs) He was very interested in, like, what his last words were, which apparently was, like... I think he said the last thing he heard him say was, uh, tell my wife that, like, she should get remarried and try to be happy. Okay. And I'm like, that's very nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For, you know, like, not the best man in the world. (laughs) It's like, did he, did he say anything about me when he died? No, he's talking about his wife, and he's like, (sighs) fine. Wanted Um, to be about me. And it's implied also, I think, that he wanted, he talked to him also about killing Castro, and, Mm -hmm. like, how they might be able to do that. At this point, like, what else does anyone talk about? Right. Who has time for anything else? What else else in the government in America is even (laughs) happening? Besides, like, do you know how to kill him? You killed this guy, right? And he's like, well, I ordered someone to kill him. He's like, close enough. You did great. You've proven to be able to kill Cuban revolutionaries. Can you kill this one? I mean... Please. Wait, so... So you're on the U.S. government killed Kennedy thing. Yeah. So do you think some of the same people worked on both? I mean, probably. How how weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like, for it to be, like, a domestic problem as your actual president of the country and then a foreign problem as someone else's president? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know how you told me to kill that guy one time? Well, now I'm going to kill you, mm-hmm. Mr. President. Mr. President. Right, because you're becoming the problem. Yeah. Like, we have a problem with Castro, but you're making it worse. Like, that's why I assume that Kennedy was killed. Mm-hmm. Is like uh, there was because it's like it's very close to like when the Bay of Pigs happened, and it's like it's becoming a huge problem. People are very scared because of communism, mm-hmm. and they feel like Kennedy's pushing back instead of like being conservative. Um, and I think that part of that was him being young, so they were like, "Oh, he's gonna be stupid," and he keeps making decisions that like are gonna get everyone murdered, and the Russians are gonna give them bombs, and we're all gonna die, and so they're like, "We gotta." Nip this in the bud. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's my own theory about yeah. Kennedy. <laughs> Tune in next time. Ooh. Um, so basically, that's the only part he's in. He's just showing off pictures. It's very adorable. <laughs> get out it's of not photo. like super related, but I loved it so much. Because he's of... like, look at us shaking hands. Little photo like, album. Yeah. Especially, well, no, they're hanging up on his wall. Oh, he's like a better. shrine. Oh, wow. It's very cute. It's like a little table underneath with knickknacks. And then we get to Castro's greatest rival. His name is Antonio Vesiana. And he tries to kill him many times. 
He very strongly does not like him. Um, he talks a lot about... Uh, he, he's in the documentary quite a bit, and he talks a lot about um, what his... Like, like reasoning behind killing him was he they're very close in age apparently they like went to the same college and mm-hmm. so he like kind of knew about him before he was anything and then um when thing you know he started his revolution he said a whole bunch of people who like kind of knew him and were in the same circle were like hey maybe this isn't the best idea like not to him but to each other yeah and then when he started like once, once he had taken over and then was like, oh, we're going to be communists, they were like, oh, no. Oh, uh, that this one? This is really bad. Oh, you had to pick communism? Right. And so they're like, eh, not the best. Can't we be, like, I don't know, marshmallows or something? Why do we got to do this? Why do we have to do this? So, um, the first... I, I don't think this is the first attempt on him, but I think the, the most popular one. The, uh, Fidel Castro's in Chile. Uh, he's doing some sort of, like, press there. And Vesiana decides then to take his family on a vacation. Castro's or his own? Uh, no, his own family. Okay. Vesiana takes his own family on vacation. Oh, sure. They actually talk to his son, uh-huh. um, who says that he literally thought they were just going on vacation. Like, he had no idea that his dad was actually there trying to murder someone. Idiot. Or said, and not, he's not doing it himself, I should say. He's setting up these plots. And his plots are much better than the CIA's plots. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you don't, his you don't plan, have the, the bureaucratic machine getting in the way. Right. So his plan is, they're going to sneak guns into the country um, in, like, camera bags. Of like, course. disguised as camera equipment. Yeah. And then they're going to, he gets them a press pass to go to this event so that they can be right up front and center with their cameras mm-hmm. and shoot him, like, point-blank distance, basically. Sure. he's right there. Um, and all of it works until the cameramen just cancel at the last second. The cameramen, who are supposed to kill him, are like, yeah, they just don't do it. Like, the guns are there, they're there, in the front row, chicken out. Well, And, uh, Tony is the, the younger boy, Junior. He, uh, remembers, he says his father getting a call and he's like pacing around by the phone waiting yeah, for a phone call of course. and he's like, what's up dad? He's like, shh, um, shut up, shut up kid and then he gets a phone call and him just being like furious well, yeah. and he's like, I've never seen my dad anger in his life, but he didn't know why uh-huh. and so later when he found this out, he's like, oh oh no <laughs> And it's so funny. He'd be like, yeah, I just thought we were on vacation. I thought we were on vacation. It was fun. Dad was so frustrated. And then he was so mad. And I was like, what happened, Dad? And he's like, shut up! <laughs> Can't trust anyone. Ah! Gotta do it yourself. That's what that house house um, goes. But remember, Vesiana, he'll come back in the future. We want something done um, right. But now we're going to talk about Dr. Orlando Bosch. Bloom. Nope. <laughs> and he, he used to be a p- pediatrician. Um, and then... He decided to become a murderer. And, uh... <laughs> Just, we can end there. Yeah. See us next week. <laughs> Bye. Um, he's linked to over 50 bombings. He loves bombs. And in 1967, apparently, he fired a bazooka at a ship in the Miami Harbor. What? Because he was so mad just that it was going to Havana. No, I don't care why. How? How did, where did he get a bazooka? I don't know. And just a ship? <laughs> yeah. And not even a ship that has, like, Castro on it or, like, anyone important. It's just going to Havana, and that pisses him off. He just didn't like that boat. So Look. he fires a bazooka at it. Okay. Did he So hit that's it? the kind of dude he is. Yeah. I don't think so. I they just said so. fired. Yeah. But, like, they know he did it. Um, but anyway, that's the kind of guy he is. So the... Um, he and some other people do a plot to blow up a plane, mm-hmm. um, and on in October of 1976, uh, the flight Cubana 455, there are 73 passengers on the plane, and they uh, stop to fuel, and they have some people get on and go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then apparently leave, which oh. I was like, uh, red flags. Don't allow that. Um, and then six minutes after they take off, they blow up over the ocean. Uh, I mean, on the other hand, it's the 70s, so... Yeah, I'm not surprised, yeah. but, like, this is why we don't do that anymore. Right. Um, there were no survivors on the plane mm-hmm. uh, at all, and uh, they had, 
like they had a whole bunch of teenagers apparently on the flight because a lot of the people on the flight, I think it was like 27 people, were on like their national fencing team. Oh. So it's just, a, and it's a whole bunch of like cute kids who are just trying to fence. And um, almost all of the people on the plane also, they said, are civilians. Like yeah. almost none of them are even government related. Mm-hmm. So it's like they weren't targeting someone, probably, because nobody on this plane is important. So they're like, why did you even do this? Um, what a strange use of resources. Right. He was detained for this crime, Bosch, but not convicted of it. Okay. I don't know why. Um, right. And then he went back to America, because he's from here, Yeah. Um, where he was convicted of a parole violation for leaving the country, I think. Sure. Um, and nothing else. Well, do they have enough evidence for anything else? I don't know, but... He doesn't seem like he was convicted for the bazooka shooting, so I'm like, what's up with that, though? We're just like, can you not do that anymore? I mean, it bothers me. If it didn't hit anyone, what, he discharges a weapon within city limits? That can't be a legal weapon to have. That's got to be illegal, too. I don't know. It's the 70s. (laughs) It's Miami. Who knows? It's true. No, that was the 60s. That was even earlier. Forget it. Forget it. But yeah, so uh, he just goes back to America, la-di-da, no problem. No problem. When asked in an interview in this documentary if he did it, he said, I'm supposed to say no. Okay. And Uh then said, it wasn't just that one. Oh, no. There was a bombing of a plane over Jamaica. Oh, no. But I'm not supposed to talk about it, so I won't say yes or no. (laughs) I'm not supposed to talk about any airplanes. (laughs) And explosions that might have happened. Not this one or those. So I won't say yes or no. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you just said yes like 12 times. And then admitted to a whole new one. (laughs) We didn't even ask you about that one. He's like, also the plane of Jamaica. That was me. But uh, I won't say yes or no. But I'm not allowed to speak about that. Uh, I didn't catch this woman's name, but there is, at this time, a woman's running for government in the 70s, right, when Orlando comes back. Uh Um, And he, like I said, he gets in trouble for a parole violation. He gets put in jail. Um, And she used him as part of her platform. To what? Bazooka uh, platform? Free him. Oh. He's an American patriot. He was trying to do good things for America. I guess. Um, And uh, (laughs) Jeb Bush... Was her campaign manager. When he was 12? <laughs> no. <laughs> he's pretty old, dude. Oh, I guess. <laughs> he's, her camp- he's pretty young at that time, but he's old enough to be her campaign manager. Um, and he's the son of, at the time, Vice President George Bush Sr. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, at the time, George Sr. <laughs> no, Vice President. He was since been disowned. Nope. <laughs> Who would become president, but is currently Vice President George mm-hmm. Bush Sr. Um... Who is the one who grants him, like, a, like basically freedom? Exonerates him. The woman senator? Or no, the, uh, George? George Bush, Bush. Sr. exonerates oh. uh, Orlando Bosch. Sure. And then it makes her look cool yeah. because of that. Like, she was always in support of that. And then mm-hmm. she does get elected. Cool. So that's nice. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this is. We should have a list of, like, the weirdest presidential pardons. (laughs) We should. I'm sure it's great. Um, So, Fidel Castro comes to America again to visit with the UN. And um, they said this time they've scheduled it just... He's the only person who's going to talk, which is not how it usually is. It's usually, like, like when the UN meets, it's like, we got to deal with a lot of business. Yeah. Because we don't do it a lot. People... But this time, it's only about Castro. Mm -hmm. Because apparently the time previous to this, he spoke for four and a half hours. So they were like, we'll just do a (laughs) Castro meeting, and then we'll have our regular meeting at different times. So it's more like to keep him away from the other meeting, not like... That, or like just to keep him, like, satisfied that people are listening to him. Um, because he likes to talk. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when he comes to America, you know who lives in America? Oh. His rival, Vesiana, lives oh, in America. Oh, didn't even think about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Gonna, he moved say. to America. Hmm. And so he lives here now. And um, he's still alive? He was alive at the time that they filmed the documentary, sure. which was like 2006. He's probably not still alive. He's pretty old. But anyway, he lived in America. And he's like, well, this is my shot. And so he planned to hide explosives in a softball and throw it at Castro's car. (laughs) He wasn't going to hit it, but he's going to throw it in his car. Sure. And the way they were going to do it is the explosives were going to explode on impact. As soon as they hit the car, bam, 
Mm-hmm. Um, instead of like ticky time bomb, have to get it in the window. Yeah. <laughs> Hope it's close enough to him. Right on impact, which he says is pretty tricky, and I agree. Um, and apparently, he says that he had an explosives guy from like he, he who used to work for the CIA in mm-hmm. their like explosives division, and so he's like, he's got a good hookup. This guy can do it. How dare you let that man retire? Um, <laughs> but the body apparently uh, his bodyguards found out Castro's. They told the FBI mm-hmm. that that's what was happening, and then the FBI put a stop to it before he could do it. Well, at least one of the security departments is... Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, usually it's like, uh, you know, doing their own thing, making their way downtown, not like, <laughs> uh, yeah. we caught this, and you should do something. It's on right. record now, so mm-hmm. figure it out. And, and how smart of the bodyguards mm-hmm. to not take care of it themselves when they're in foreign land. Right. That they're like... Um, this is your job. Yeah. Look um, what your people are trying to do to our president. Um, do your job. While we're visiting. Do your job. Peacefully. We're your guests. Right. Mm. And, like, what, what is the FBI going to do? Like, like, they have to. Fine. Okay. Whoops, he got away. Right. <laughs> um, they also mention a couple other attempts at this point that are explosives um, <laughs> that are just like kind of random one-offs like yeah. the radio controlled plane to be launched at the National Library that he was at that had explosives on it don't yep or just go inside um, and light a match what's wrong with you somebody took a, a page out of Bosch's book and they were like hey we have an apartment 8A that's mm-hmm. right across the street from the presidential palace um, why don't we just shoot a bazooka at him because they're hard to aim. <laughs> and, um... Are you, one, are you serious? <laughs> they say that they can see him from their apartment. Uh, can... Okay. That's how close they are. They can yeah. see his eyes. Then use a sniper apartment. rifle. What's, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? But, uh, they decide they're not going to do it because they're definitely going to be able to see the bazooka from the window. Yeah. <laughs> so Whoa. Like, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> anyway... What's happening? And I have one last, like, main dude to talk about. And his name is Luis Posada. Luis. Luis Posada is a former exterminator. He has a degree in chemical engineering. Wait, what kind of exterminator? Revolutionaries or termites? like termites. Okay. Wasn't sure if we were talking in code. (laughs) No. He's a former exterminator of pests. Insects. Wink. He has a degree in chemical engineering. Wink. And he is trained by the CIA during prep for the uh, Bay of Pigs invasion. Okay. Because we trained a whole bunch Uh of Cubans to, like, rise up and fight so we could pretend they did it themselves. So he's like, if Walter White was weaponized? Yeah. And trained by the CIA. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, uh... Also, the documentary really wanted me to know that he was a painter. Who cares? They were like, his his friends care a lot. What? They were like, they were showing off paintings. He's like, look, he's so good with shadows. He's like, because he was trying to say like, basically like everything after this is going to be like, he's super evil. Sure. But. But he's a painter. But he was a soft man. Who Because like, he's like, you can't paint without being so. I'm like, painting, doing art doesn't make you sensitive. No. You don't have to be sensitive to be an artist. Right. But he's like, oh, look, there's another side of him. He also paints. Look how beautiful these are. Also, I've exceeded my one mention per podcast, (laughs) but we can all think of another evil painter. Right. Just, just, just sit on that. Just think, uh, what? Um, so in 1997, um, he sets off seven bombs to destroy Havana's hotels. Okay. One of which kills an Italian tourist, one tourist. Oh, so the rest of nobody dies in the rest of them, it just destroys hotels. Sure. And his plan was to warn Europeans that they shouldn't be touring here and destroy the tourism economy in general. I mean, I, that would do it. I mean, it's a pretty effective. Sure. Yeah. It's going to make people not want to go to Havana. Yeah. Havana's really Cuba's only tourist place, mm-hmm. like, because it's their big city. And, um, yeah, effective. Um, they do catch the bomber. Um, but they're pretty sure this guy isn't in charge because Posada is not the bomber. Oh no, they caught Jesse. (laughs) Yeah, they did. But they're like, he's too stupid to do this. (laughs) No, Jesse! Um, but Posada lets it slip to the press that it was him. Idiot. Stupid moron. 
Um, and so then in 2000, it says he was a former CIA operative, but like that's not totally true. It's just that he was trained by them for the Bay of Pigs. I mean, it's not the same as like he worked at the CIA. He didn't have a. They made it sound like he was American dude at the CIA, and they just went to Cuba. Yeah, willy nilly. Yeah, like technically an operative, but he wasn't like pensioned. Right. In 2000, he is arrested and charged with planting explosives beneath a podium where Castro was to speak at a summit in Panama. So simple. Um, Castro security finds the explosives, though, before Castro even enters the building. Yeah. And, you know, um... Like you would check underneath the podium, just, like, real right. quick. No bombs? You'd think. Oh, no, this one has bombs. Oh, okay. So, uh, let's sure. get rid of those. And, um, you're arrested. Yeah. Idiot. We know that you blew up all the hotels. You admitted it. <laughs> you told... You, you stupid you moron. You told us. What's I wonder if the guy who blew up all the hotels three years ago is the guy who's doing this while he's in the country at the same time as us in Panama. That's mm-hmm. weird. That's weird. Stupid moron. Uh, but anyway, he's pardoned in 2004 by the then Panamanian president, Mireya Moscoso, um, and he flees to the United States. I've, I've never thought about the word Panamanian. Panamanian. Panama. Panamanian. Yep. That's what it is. Huh. Cool. I think so. Panamanian. Panamanian? Yeah, Panamanian. That's how it is. I'm like, is it Panamanian? <laughs> Panini-amanian? <laughs> Panini press. <laughs> Prez, sorry. Panini press. Panini-amanian. But he pardons him in 2004. Why? Why? Because he hates Castro, too. We do need to talk about pardons. I think that's yeah, going to be it's a important. thing. Yeah. So, um, he, he pardons him, and then he pos- uh, Posada flees to the United States. Um... And then they find out that um, Posada was also involved in that bombing of the Cuban flight. Weird. Uh, uh, Who'd have thunk? He and Bosch are doing it together. Two bombers. Having a great time. Two bombs, one plane. That's right. Um, And then I just have a quote real quick from, um, or two from Castro. Uh, He says, of these, all of these attempts, that none of which worked, if you believe that theory. Um, He says... Uh, if surviving assassination attempts was an Olympic event, I would win the gold medal. Uh, every time. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't think there's really a second and third place on that. Castro also just thought it was funny that people kept trying to kill him, because he says, um, he, it says he wrote in an August column to mark his 90th birthday, um, that his brother Raul would simply replace him anyway. Right. And he says, I almost laughed at the Machiavellian plans of the U.S. presidents. Right. It's, gosh, we, so many people get murdered, and sometimes it seems so easy. Right. Uh, but it just astounds me how much effort can go into killing one person. Yes. And it's all for naught. 638 attempts, oh I said. Oh, my gosh. And it's like, the thing is, like, that might, you could say that's an exaggeration, and you could say that's just Fabian Escalante trying to sound cool. He wrote a mm-hmm. book about him, and so, like, there's a lot of reasons why maybe you don't believe that. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, I just, all of this sounds plausible to me. So it's hard for me yeah. to not believe it, especially in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> yeah. Um, and 50s, yeah. even. Yeah. And especially with just the sheer panic at the time of, like, people's feelings about Cuba and Fidel. Mm-hmm. Which, like, even, you know, when I was a kid, I knew that, like, we didn't like Fidel Castro. I didn't know why, but yeah. I knew, like, there were reasons. You knew the name. Um, yes, and I knew that, like... It, it, he had been a problem for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, seemingly becomes less of a problem as time goes by, just because it's not like the heat of the moment anymore. But equally bad, always really for Cuba. So it was the heat of the moment. <laughs> yes, during our hot, not cold war with mm-hmm. Cuba. Pretty hot. Hot. Too hot, hot day. Especially when that old salt and peppered man starts taking off his shirt. Hey, what's up? I'm too sexy for my dad. I love, like, too that's sexy. his immediate response to, are you wearing a bulletproof vest? Oh he just gosh. starts unbuttoning his shirt. It's the same, nope. same move he pulled on his lover. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to kill me? Unbutton. <laughs> Hands her a gun. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Like, that's ballsy AF. And she's saying that, which makes me think that it's not, like, false. Mm-hmm. 
Right? Because she did get sent there to murder him. Right. And she's admitting that, too. And if it is a lie, then they had really hot fantasies. Oh, yeah. Really hot bedroom play. Great time. That's great. Have you come here to kill me? Here's a gun. I smoke a gun. Smoke a gun. My eyes closed. <laughs> Go eyes for it, babe. Blindfolded. I won't even watch. I won't even watch. Go ahead and she's do like, it. She's like, oh, you're so hot. Ugh. Oh, no. Why? Confidence will keep you alive every time. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, as much as Fidel Castro is not a good dude, um, he's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and the way people tried to murder him is also hilarious. Most yeah. of them. Some of them are terrible. Um, some of them killed other people, and it's not and, great. Well, and some of them weren't even about him. Like, yeah. I don't think that that plane bombing had anything to do with him. No. I think this dude just wanted to blow up planes. Mm-hmm. Well, he even said, like, in an inter- in the interview with him, he was like, we were at war with him, and when you're at war, you gotta take out whatever you can. And I'm like, one, you're not not at war with him. People can't be at war against countries. Countries right. are at war against countries, mm-hmm. not people. Yeah. Um, and two, you don't take out civilian planes ever, even when you're in war. Mm-hmm. You don't just shoot planes just because. Right. So, no, no, you're crazy. <laughs> you're just... You're an insane man, and I wish you were in prison. <laughs> yeah. Because you're horrible, and you murdered so many people, and then we were just like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can just hang out in America. I mean, you Don't know, even worry about it. It happens. Horrible. Does it? Does it, George Bush Sr.? Does it? Thanks, Obama. <laughs> for, for never having any attempts against Fidel Castro at all. Uh, you and little Bush didn't do any of them. And little Bush. And little Bush. A little Bush. Yeah. Oh, George weird. W. George W. and Lil Bush. Well, he is Lil Bush. I know. I just like saying <laughs> Lil Bush. Stop saying W and start saying Lil Bush. Lil Bush. He's, he's the youngest one. Right. So cute. Well, then there's Jeb. Jeb's older, though. Oh, I always I'm pretty for- sure. I always forget because I don't care. I want to say he's older. My favorite thing that I've ever heard Jim Bush say. Please laugh. There's almost nothing that I've ever. Liked <laughs> was he, that he please said. laugh? Or was that? I think he was please laugh. But um, that's not the funniest thing I ever heard him say. The funniest thing I ever heard him say was somebody asked if he was going to run for president, and then um, he mentioned it to someone, like to his family, and his, his mom, mom. Yeah, his mom is like, I think we've done enough. <laughs> I love her. Even his mom is not in support of him being president. She shut him down. <laughs> She's like, we've done plenty. Uh, uh, Jeb, shut up. Two is enough, I think Two's is what enough. she said. And she was, she didn't stop on the campaign trail. No. She's like, well, you know, it's Jeb. Two is enough, Jeb. <laughs> Two is enough. If you, you run for president, you're grounded. <laughs> we'll never speak to you. <laughs> Again. Still. <laughs> so thanks <laughs> for that. Laura Bush. Uh, please laugh. Please laugh. That's our only request of you. Please we laugh. hope at some point you laugh during this, and if you didn't, please laugh. Ah, uh, please laugh. That's it. Uh, don't get murdered today. Don't be assassinated by pretty seashells today. Yeah. What did we learn? If someone gives you a gift, it's a trap. Have someone check it first before you mm-hmm. open it. Yeah. Trust trust your bed partners. Yes. In sexy blindfold gunplay. Mm-hmm. And um, don't blow up planes. Don't blow up anything. Never shoot bazookas. Never use a bazooka. Bazookas are always wrong. Also, baseball bombs or (laughs) bombs at baseball stadiums. No. Always use the simple way. Yes. Don't try to make it complicated. It sounded like the closest one was the camera shooting plan. And that seemed like a very good streamlined plan. There were only two people involved in that, basically. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Like short... Bomb rush. Yeah. If you're going to have, if you're going to do an assassination attempt, you need to make sure that that person you're putting up to do it is going to do it. Mm -hmm. Because that's the only reason that plan failed. Right. So you got to trust your partners in crime. Mm -hmm. And in life. And if you can't trust them, shoot them with a gun. I think that wraps (laughs) up today. It's perfect. Yeah. I agree. All right. Haley, I trust you as my partner in crime. Oh. Okay. Good. Do you not trust me? Or <laughs> Wait, should I not trust was, you? Was the answer good, not enough? <laughs> was I supposed to respond? Yes. Is that when you're like... Reciprocate. I love you, and they're like, I know. Yeah. Or they're like, thanks. Good. 
Good. So I learned Haley doesn't trust me. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. I don't. I don't trust anyone with guns, <laughs> except my grandmother. Mm. She's your partner in crime, not me. Uh, I mean, Wait. she's just very good with guns. It's fair, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was in a gun shooting club. No. I, I even so have I medals about it. Have you practiced lately? No. She's in practice. I'm not going to shoot anyone. I'm a pacifist. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 <laughs> oh, also, we're moving to Tuesdays. Yes. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>